brilliant, powerful, best-selling author, Susie Carter, with me live. Susie, how are you today? I'm good. I'm very excited to be here. Thank you for, first of all, your contribution to the to our industry and just being a stand for people's greatness, a stand for people's breakthrough, right? And being willing to, you know, have the uncomfortable conversation so people can have what it is that they want. Susie, th thank you. It's rare. Right? I feel my face getting a little flush in the studio. I still have a tough time accepting praise, so I appreciate that. Thank you. You're doing a great job, making an impact in the world. Well, I appreciate that. And I start every one of these episodes out the same way, which is asking you, right, you've You've been through trials and tribulations, top of the mountain, bottom of the mountain. As someone's got going down their entrepreneurial journey right now, whether they're thinking about jumping in or they're a couple years in, what's one lesson you know they need to know right now to not make some of the mistakes that I'll say you or I might have made? Yes. Okay. The first thing, 90% of entrepreneurs do not have a business plan. Anna, it sounds stupid. But they're just going, I'm going to start this business. And they have an idea and they got a strategy. And here's what they tell me, right? I have it in my head. No, that's not a business plan. <laughs> the plan really allows you to write out your future, to go, what is this business going to look like? Right? We call it the Merlin principle, where the Merlin principle is you think it up, you, you lay the plan, and then you just plan, you work your plan. Right? So you're not winging it. So many entrepreneurs are winging it. And then they find themselves in a financial crunch. Then they find themselves with no sales. So the plan, a sales plan, a marketing plan, a financial plan, your operational plan of how you're going to grow your business, whether it's a six-figure, seven-figure, eight-figure business, we have to have it in play. Once I put my plan together, I let it go, right? And I'm looking at it every month. And your foundational plan will never change. That's your vision, your mission, your values. That won't change. Mm -hmm. Your financials will. Your marketing will, right? But everything else kind of stays the same. Operational, you'll bring in a couple people every year, depending on what kind of growth you're having. So that's the first and foremost, if, even if you've been in business a couple of years and you haven't done it, stop right now because you're wasting money and go back, put the plan together and then really work from that plan. I love that. And Susie, I, I don't know this, but I have the sneaky suspicion that with all of your brilliance, you might offer courses, training, some way to help people also create their business plan. Because I know a lot of people look at me and they're like, I know I need this, but if I Google it, there's 25 different examples and it's confusing because there's 10 page and four page and one page. How would somebody potentially connect with you to even begin to go down the path of learning about business plans and learning about what you do? Yeah, so there's a couple of ways, right? You can go to my website at Suzy Carter, C-A-R-D, like is in dinero, E-R, because I am the money, <laughs> .com. Um, and then you can look at, there's a free business assessment. So on the front page is a free business assessment that has videos that you can watch and do an assessment. I love assessments. We talked about it earlier, mm -hmm. right? Because assessments let me know you are here. Right. So once you know where you are, then you can look at the holes. Where do I need to focus on my business? Right. So that's go to that. That's free. Get some juicy nuggets. Right. We have Susie snacks, you know, which are just like a bite sized information for your cocktail for success. And then I have uh, my new book called Power Your Profits. And so you can go to PowerYourProfitsBook.com and pre-order the book. But this is the roadmap to building a seven figure business. This is what I coach my clients in. This is what our group training is all about. Right. So there's many different ways that you can receive the information, but this is a great roadmap to go start here and work through it. Delicious. Well, I love that. And I love the fact, right, bringing up the book. What number book is that for you? Right. Like I just got my first one kind of regurgitated and spit out, but this is not your first, your first foyer into book writing. This is not my first rodeo. <laughs> this is book number 10. Right. So I'm very excited. My first book in the entrepreneurial space, all my other work is published in the beauty industry. 
So I was in that industry for 15 years and was a major icon in that industry and then sold that business to Richter's Publishing and Thompson Learning for a eight-figure deal. So very excited. So that um, all that work is published under there and this is published in the entrepreneurial space. So I've been in this space for about 15 years mm-hmm. and helping entrepreneurs, you know, build and grow not only their business, but their personal wealth. Because it doesn't, ma- doesn't matter if I make a million dollars if I'm spending a million dollars. Right. So how do we build as entrepreneurs our wealth as we're building a business? Well, I love that. And I love, Susie, uh, the fact that as you and I were sharing prior to hopping on here live, right, it's always fun to talk about the exit, right? The, the eight-figure exit and the massive businesses you've helped people build and the business you have now. But the relatability of things, right? I know I get the most impact when I tell people, look, six years ago, I was dead broke, basically, right? Negative bank account balance, driving an old beat-up car and... I was broke, bankrupt, destitute, right. like, and I've rebuilt my life from there. Your story, right? You've, you experienced a lot in your time here. This isn't just like success after success after success. Oh, no. <laughs> this business that I have now is my eighth business, right? So the first two, I have to put in there because they were, they were atrocious, right? I didn't have, I didn't, I had partners, Right. And I think as entrepreneurs, we go, oh, let me go in business with Brian because we have good chemistry and he does this and I do this. We had no business agreement, right? Nothing was in writing. So those first two businesses were just chaos. But I learned, right? Just like you learned. I learned what not to do. I learned how to have agreements. And then I really started studying business. And so I built, um, I had a salon and spa. I'm the largest technology company in the beauty industry. Um, We had a publishing company. I started the largest training and development company in the beauty industry and sold that to Rickers Publishing. You know, and so we built had real estate and had a real estate business and real estate investment. And, you know, all that came to a screeching halt in 2007. And if you remember 2007, 2007 was when the market crashed. And to me, it was the perfect storm and the worst storm, right? I had built 10 million in assets. I was at a place where I never had to work again, right? I could sit back and go, what do I want to do with this next season of my life? Um, A marriage of 17 years. Uh, had crumbled, right? We were business partners and all of a sudden we weren't business partners and we just kind of looked at each other like, well, now what? And then, you know, finances is always a big thing in relationship. And we had, we were spending about $30,000 a month in this other business um, that we were building and it, it was crushing us, right? Crushing our soul, frustration. We decided we weren't going to work together. And <laughs> well, that didn't work, right? So, we, we lost, you know, $10 million in assets. And it was so humbling because I am the profit coach, right? That, that's my little tagline, profit coach. I'm the money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I felt like a fraud. I'm like, if I am the person who's supposed to know about money, how can I be in this situation? And I found myself crying on the floor, just praying, right? Why? Why? I've been a good steward. I've been... I've done everything what I thought was right, what my advisor said. I wasn't irresponsible, you know, this time around. (laughs) And, you know, I heard a voice in my head that said, Susie, this will be your biggest lesson and your biggest victory. Get up. You know what to do. Pull up your big girl panties and get up. Right. And it was humbling, but I had to listen. Like, I can't, what am I going to do? Just sit here and cry on the floor. Right now, all of a sudden, what I had is not. It, now I have to go get, go back to work, which was humbling to go, well, I didn't even know where to start. 
Yeah. And it was so, because I was this icon in the beauty industry. I was doing a little bit of work in the entrepreneurial space, but not much. Right. So I'm like, who's going to hire me? Like I threw the baby out with the bathwater. Mm-hmm. And there's someone on this call or on this podcast right now, Ryan, that is trying to reinvent themselves and they feel like, who am I now? And I want you to know that where you are right now is a perfect place. It's, it's a perfect place for growth. It's a perfect place for reinvention. Reinvention always comes with pain. Reinvention always comes at a cost. Reinvention is never pretty, right? There's always some big challenge you have to overcome is do you have the courage? Do you have the audacity to get up and say, I'm going to do this and play big, right? Risk it all to get it all. I had to risk it all to get it all. I had to eat humble pie. I didn't even realize how big my ego had gotten because I didn't ever have to be that humble because everybody was just coming around me. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm like, I've got to ask for help again. I don't even know how to ask for help. So there's, there's so many great lessons in that, you know, and it didn't take me 20 years to rebuild it. You know, it took me about seven years because what I do know is I know money and that. It hit that 2007 hit all of us, right? It wasn't an anomaly. It wasn't me being irresponsible. I was a little over leveraged. I will say that was my biggest lesson. <laughs> I got I got sucked up into the real estate tsunami, but yep. I've made a ton of money. I've made millions in real estate. So I lost millions in real estate, but I've also made millions in real estate. So I had to sit back and I couldn't say, I'm never doing that again, right? The first thing I did was buy some property. First thing I did was invest in real estate because I know that I've made millions in it and we can leverage it. So Susan, when you look at real estate, this is a, I love this conversation around real estate because in hindsight now, and I'm not brilliant at real estate like you are, but I went the, right, I had two, at 1.3 single family homes, right, that I was renting out in Columbus, Ohio for anywhere between 1,500 and two grand a month. And the cash flow basis for that real estate really didn't make sense, right? It was 30 year fixed mortgages and like it was just a little bit of cash flow on the top side it, and not holding on to them long enough to matter. If right. you were to, in how I look at real estate now, right, is amass some amount of money or find an investor, find a multifamily unit, figure out how to turn it into cash flow positive until you can recapitalize your investment that you put in on the front side, refinance at that point, pull that new liquidity out, invest another in property. Am I kind of going down the right path there or do you have a different plan, kind of a roadmap to success in real estate? Well, I'm actually really conservative now. So if I can't pay cash for it, I'm not buying it. Because I don't want to be, I never want to be upside down again. That was horrible, right? So at that, at that time, I think we had six different properties. We had a building, we had a multi-million dollar home, we had three condos, um, yeah, so five properties, yep. right? And, the, you know, they were all financed, mm-hmm. right? So when the market crashed, we crashed. So that was a big part of the crash. And then the market crashing, right? Everything that you put in the market. So now I'm going to places, California, we have ridiculous property value. I can't buy property here cash. So we're, we're investing out of state. So we've invested in Oregon, got several pieces of property there, looking at Phoenix, because you can still buy for under hundred grand, you can buy a piece of property that you can rent for anywhere between a thousand to 1500, right? So you're like, ah, oh, now that makes sense. Right? Yeah. So that I'm getting that cash flow positive, I'm putting my investment back, you know, and reaccumulating. If I want to leverage that property to take a loan out, I could, but I personally don't want to do that. I don't want to leverage and stuff like that anymore. Right. And I'm a little more seasoned, right? So my risk tolerance is lower than yours. <laughs> only, only slightly, right? No, just, just a little bit. No, but I... I, <laughs> I thank you, my brother. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, right, it's just those, it's those lessons, right? Because I started not diving into real estate, but from my very myopic view of it in the Midwest, it's you start looking at 
right? In my mind, oh, who can't afford a $2,000 a month rent? Like everybody should be able to afford that. And it's, well, time out in a recession, you need to be at about a thousand bucks to right. kind of be recession proof because when people lose their homes, when people, right. when things go belly up, like people are going to figure out a thousand bucks. Like they're going to make that ends meet. Right. And it's coming back around, right? They're, it's coming. It's, it's going to crash again. I don't want to be in the middle of it. Right. <laughs> so, you know, my home now, my primary home is almost paid off. Right. I did take a 15 year mortgage on that. Again, you want a lower mortgage versus a 30 year, right? So we can pay it off quicker, faster, right? And if you look at how much money you're saving over that second 15 year, it's ridiculous. That's like giving, you know, throwing money out the window. So it's better to leverage, pay more on the front end so that you can have that freedom on the back end. And you never know what's going to happen, right? Physically, we're in great shape, we're in great health, but what if, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't think we as Americans look at what if. We're so now, 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 Google, Google, Google. But what if, what if, what if I can't take care of my family? What if the money doesn't come in? What if there's another recession? What if, like, let's plan for that. Let's be responsible for that. Let's plan for worst case, but live in best case, right? Mm -hmm. And we, we need to quit just spending every dollar that we make, right? That's not wealth. That's not wealthy bringing in a million dollars, but we're spending a million and one, that's not wealth. Wealth is if we bring in a million and we're saving half a million, or, you know, putting that aside to go, how do we leverage that? That's what I love about our businesses, right? Mm -hmm. There is high profitability, our overhead is low. When you put the, when you put the formula together correctly. Well, absolutely. And Susie, it's with you being the money, right? You, you know so much about this, which I absolutely love, right? I was having a conversation this weekend of, right? The, the ego and kind of the middle-class mindset. And I'm not, I'm not bastardizing, if you will, the middle-class, like that's the life I grew up in. That was where I came right. from. But that was, right, 30-year fixed mortgages. That was buying the nicest car you could with the highest payment you could possibly afford. And, like, you were always teetering on this edge of, like, complete financial ruin instead of looking like, okay, what if I saved up more? What if I, again, did a 10- or 15-year mortgage? Like, going back to the, to me, the way the 80s were structured with debt, li debt versus liability, right? Like, if you can't afford the house, don't buy it. Like if you can't afford a 15 year note, you can't afford the house. If you can't afford a 36 month car payment, don't buy it. Like right. there's just some things this way that as I look at the, the peer group and people that I'm working with, it's like they're trapped in this. No, no, no. If you don't own your house, right. You just buy the nicest house you can buy in the nicest neighborhood for the 30 year mortgage and just pay for the rest of your life. Like you're going to buy a $300,000 house right in Columbus. Right. And by the time you, you're not oh, buying <laughs> That would be my investment property. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you need some, I got a bunch of float around here in Columbus. <laughs> but right, by you, you know the numbers. By the time you pay that off over 30 years, if you stay in that house and pay it off, you're almost paying double, right? You're, and then there's this magic thing of, well, I own my house in cash then after 30 years. You spent 600 grand for something that maybe is worth 400 grand. Like, right. You cost yourself 200. Like, it, it's, it's all backwards. And you have the, like, you're sharing this with people. Right, like your education, your platform, what you do for people teaches them lessons that actually impact their life, their business, but more importantly, their mindset. Like you have some brilliant things around mindset. Yeah, it's how do you monetize your wealth, right? And I would rather you have a 30-year mortgage than paying somebody rent, mm -hmm. right? So if that's all you can do, let's do that because your situation can change. Be an entrepreneur. Everybody needs to be an entrepreneur. The tax benefits alone are worth being, get a side hustle on. Right. Don't sit there and just have a job because you're only going to make so much. You've got to be an entrepreneur to go, what's my skill set that nobody else has? Right. I didn't call myself the profit coach. My clients did. They're like, Susie, you know what you're really great at? 
finding the money, leveraging the money, and making the money. I'm like, I kind of am, aren't I? Like, I see money everywhere. Show me your PL, Brian, and I will find you millions to go, oh, here's where we're leaving money on the table. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, I can guarantee you, it's probably in your pricing. You're probably too cheap. Oh, sure. Both of us are just too cheap. We don't even look at what we should be. We're going, well, what does Ryan charge? Well, what does Susie charge? Well, what does Jose charge? What does Dean charge? Okay, I'm going to charge this. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't have anything to do with your model, mm-hmm. right? And, or your expertise. You're not paying, you're not paying me $2,500 an hour. People pay me $2,500 an hour, not for my hour. They're paying for my intellectual property. Because in that, in that hour, I can make you millions. And that's worth it, right? I'll pay $2,500 an hour all day long if you're going to show me where I'm leaving millions on the table. They go, oh, because it's, business is like a, remember those padlocks you had in high school, you know, your gym locker, yeah. right? It was 22, 32, 22. You had one little tick off, that sucker didn't open. And if you had two ticks off, forget it. You're not getting in. You got to cut that thing off, right? If you forgot it, it's like, oh, right? And to, so business is the same way. One little tick off, that's, that's your profit or no profit. Put that tick back in, right? And get, get it right. It opens, you know, the money to go, oh, it doesn't have to be that hard. You just have to know what systems you need in place. And when I'm talking systems, I'm not just talking like what's your, your CRM, right? What's your financial system? It's no. What do I need to put in place for my business so that I have my marketing engine all the time? I have my sales engine in all the time. You always have to be selling. You as an entrepreneur, you always have to be selling because if nothing gets sold, we have no money. Mm-hmm. And most people are like, I just want to coach. I just want to speak. I just want to do the it. 15% of our financial success is based on our technical ability. Only 15%. The other 85% is what you and I are talking about, Right. Like our mindset, our sales strategy, our marketing strategy, the other 85%, 15% of what you and I get to do is this right here. This is the fun part that you and I get to do right now. This is not our job all day long. <laughs> no, almost never, right? Like, right. I, this is, I'm excited for these because it's these little like 45 minute to an hour windows throughout my week and the rest is this, it, yeah, I the have things. to, the things the I things find have to find, you got to find enjoyment in those things though, right? Like you got to figure out how to switch that flip in your brain to make it like, all right, I don't really want to draft the next 16 copywritten emails or proofread them, but that's what it takes to be successful. So I got to do it. Right. You have to look at the result. What does the result happen from those 16 emails? Mm-hmm. Right. We get to transform lives. Mm-hmm. Right. We get another person in our tribe. We get one person in our tribe. That's worth it. Because then that one person can make a ripple effect. I mean, I'm in front of millions of people a year. You're in front of hundreds of thousands of people a year. Right. So that one person in your tribe can make a profound difference. Mm-hmm. Right. Don't I think we're so again, like, I gotta get it all now, I gotta get it all now. No, business takes time, right? And finding the right customers. I wanna find qualified customers. I don't want to find customers, right? Because we've all, if you've been in business any any length of the time, we've pushed clients up the hill. I don't want to push people up the hill. Right. I want people excited, like, I wanna work on my mindset, I wanna work on my money, I wanna do my homework. Here is homework, right? This shit's not easy. Sorry. No, we cuss here all the time. It's fine. Okay, no, no problem at all. This takes discipline and work. It's fun. I love what I do. It is fun, but it takes some work, right? I'm up early. I'm in my office early. I stay late. I get the job done. People go, oh, you're so lucky. You work for home. You have all this freedom. I have a job too. Like I am with my clients. Like at the end of the day, my man goes, have you used all your words today? I'm like, I've used all my words today. I've been left for you. <laughs> I, Susie, it's like you're, it's somehow like you are literally next to me in my daily life, right? My wife, it was her birthday yesterday. I took her out and it's, 
right? Mondays are my sales call days in some capacity, oh, right? So all your words. <laughs> like, I'm taking her out to dinner and I'm like, I can't, like nothing is working. There's, there's nothing left. And she, right. And she gets me where it, it's yeah. okay, but she's just like, oh man. Right. Cause right. It's, you run out. There's no, there's no mental processing power left. Well, and I don't know about you. I, I'm going to guess. I leave it all on the table. I don't oh, yeah. look back. I don't like, I don't have reserve. Like if you're in front of me, I'm giving you 110%. Right. So by the time eight hours is done, <laughs> Done. And forget it if I'm speaking. Forget it. I've given 150% energy and people and, you know. Well, I don't think there's any, right, because you and I were talking about this again before. So many people will say uh, to you more so than me, but I don't want to speak from stage. You know, I want to get in front of people and I want to make an impact. And that's, I want, I want to be a speaker. And the energy, right, and I've, I've had a, right, my, big, my biggest room, Susie, I think is 500 people, right? So, but even just the, the 45 minutes on stage in front of 500 people, like I needed a nap and an IV and right. an hour of decompression time. And you get off stage and people want, it. it's crazy. Like with me, it's, they want to talk to me and want me to sign things and pictures. And I'm like, with me? Like, and you have tens of thousands, hundreds, like what, what's some of the biggest rooms you've been in front of? Like you've been in front of some big, big crowds. Well, I wouldn't say huge. I would say probably 2,000. Maybe, maybe five. I think we were in China. There was 5,000 people. Just 5,000 just 5, people from another country that probably don't speak English as their first language. They did not. We had a translator. <laughs> <laughs> now that takes some energy, right? So speaking, there's an endurance. Like my poor, my poor little assistant, right? She, she was traveling with me this last weekend. And she's like, I, I, this takes some endurance. Like the travel and then you're on show. And we were at a convention, right? So we were at a booth. Mm. We had a booth and we had a room and then you got to talk to strangers all day long. She was, you could just see her. I'm like, oh, baby, it's just, you're not in shape yet. We got to get you in shape. So I love that you take care of your well-being because it is, it's a physical job. Mm-hmm. It's not just, it's not that 45 minutes on stage. It's the building up to the stage. It's on stage. It's after stage. It's traveling there. It's sleeping in a strange bed, right? All those things that people don't look at, it's, it's not glamorous, right? People go, oh, you went to you know, Texas, or you went to, where was I, Florida, what'd you see? Uh, Best Western? No. <laughs> Marriott? I don't know. I, I saw nothing. <laughs> I saw clients. I made a profound difference, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> so what I've learned, and I, you know, this, I'll give this to you, is when I go to a city, I now try to come in a day before. Mm-hmm. Now, I, when I was traveling a ton, I had my kids were little, so I would just get in and get out. Um, but now I come in a day before I like to see the city a little bit. And then I look at who's in that city that I can network with. Right. I've made oh. huge business deals just by coming in a day early. And then I, I try to stay the day later, just so when I come home, I'm not fried. Right. But I just, now I have capacity to have a conversation with my man. <laughs> so I'm not like, <laughs> me. <laughs> I, I am truly grateful for that message. Cause I'm still of that right? Rush, 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 because right, we have a 10 year old daughter and it's, can I get home? And how do I like, literally, can I touch down in the morning? Can I leave that night? Can I squeeze all the pieces together? And it's, it's exhausting. There's so many beautiful places I've been to that I've never seen because right. it was Uber hotel, conference room, whatever, Uber airport, right? There was no anything. But so if you come in and, and look in your database to go, who's here in this city? Right. What influencer can I connect with or who can they connect with me? Right. To just spend your 15 minutes to go. That can do some powerful stuff for your business that when we fly in and fly out, we miss those opportunities. 
I yeah. just have, we've created just a tsunami of opportunity around us just by before I get on that plane to go, who's in this city? Who can I talk to? Who can I leverage? Right. So I just booked um, two, it's called Wealthy Women Retreat with a client because I said, hey, I'm in the city. I'd love to see you. We could do coffee. We could get a cocktail, whatever. She's like, I really want you to leave these with me. Okay. I'll leave these with you. Right. Which if I didn't just say, can we have a coffee? Can we have a cocktail? We chose cocktails. I'm just going to say <laughs> <laughs> um, that, that wouldn't have happened. Mm -hmm. Right. Just from reaching out to spend that extra 15 minutes. Right. And I love your, your, you know, your tagline, 15 minutes of freedom. Right. Really can be that easy when you come with. I didn't come with an expectation. I come with an agenda. Mm -hmm. I just said, let's connect. You know, how can we serve each other? What are you up to? What are you doing? You know, and she's an influencer and a mover and shaker. So we booked those events plus another event in March, which probably be about 500 people in March. So from 15 minutes, let's have a, you know, let's have a cocktail. Well, I think that's one of those, right, another brilliant lesson from you is not only the networking connection, but there's nothing wrong with leveraging the power of someone else with influence as well, right? If I'm flying to a city and four people hypothetically want to have a conversation with me, it's okay to me to look and see which one of the four has the most impact and influence that's available to me. Like, well, Let's get them all four together. Like, let's have cocktails as a friend. Like, who knows? Yeah. Like, what, you, what we can create when you get four dynamic people together Right. We know what with two dynamic people, you get four that are all movers and shakers. Come on now. Yeah. That's where the secret was born. When you think about the secret, it was born by having a bunch of people having a conversation, mm -hmm. you know, inside this thing that nobody knew what it was. Right. So uh, I ran Lisa Nichols company for the past 10 years. I was the CEO and president of her company. We took her company from 80,000 to 10 million, right, in 10 years. And so she was asked to be in the secret. And so she then the night before she's googling secret like what's the secret i don't know what the secret is because they just assume we're going to talk about the secret she's like i don't know what the secret is <laughs> so <laughs> it's such a cute story because it was you know everybody knows what it is now right but back then they're like we're going to interview them about the secret she's like i don't even know what the secret is she went in the interview going i hope i can figure out what the secret is by the time they ask me the question <laughs> So you don't you never have to have all the answers. You just got to have some answers, right? <laughs> That's very, very true. And Susie, speaking of that, right, you said something a couple minutes ago about your clients eventually shared with you that you are the profit coach, like you are the money. Yeah. And with me helping coaches, mentors, consultants, like that's my that's my business model. Those are people I, I like to spend time with. So often they get caught up in thinking they have to have it all figured out before they start. Mm -hmm. Like, what's your take on that, right? Because for me, I've... I've grown, I've evolved. I'm always, I'm a master of this craft, right? I'm a student of, I'm a student of life. I call it like, I don't have anything figured out just what I studied yesterday. Right. So I don't believe that you have to have everything figured out. You have to have the framework. You have to have an idea. You have to know point A to point B, but what you like, when did you make that transition? When did you start to create the tagline? When did, like, how did all that work for you? So the first thing I want to say, my, my co I, we all have that. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I have to know it all. I'm a perfectionist. Whatever you're not enough is, right? We all have it. So I have the same thing. Like, I'm like, I don't know about, what if somebody asked me that? I don't know that, whatever that is, right? And I think back then, maybe we were at a million dollars, right? So again, the average business uh, does, 85% um, of the businesses do under $100,000 a year. Right. So I'm like, okay, I have some credibility, but what if, what if that one business, I mean, my coach said to me, he said, Susie, tell them this, I don't have all the answers. 
but the answers I do know will help you get to the next level. But what I do have is a network of people that will have the answers that I don't have, that I can pick up my phone right now and I could call Ryan, I could call Lisa, I could call Jack Canfield, I could call JJ Virgin, I could call Lisa Sasevich, right? So that, oh, okay. So I don't, I don't, I personally, and even now, I don't have all the answers, but I know people that do have the answers. And I'm gonna be humble enough to say, you know what? Don't ask me to build your funnel. I'm not building your funnel. Me personally, mm -mm. <laughs> funnel works. I know we have to have them in place. I'm a hire expert to do that. So I'm gonna tell you who you can call. Do your due diligence. Don't take my word for it. Do your own due diligence. Don't be mad at me if you don't like them. <laughs> right. Because right. <laughs> people all of a sudden like you recommended them. Well, they worked for me. I don't know why they don't work for you. They work for me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> So I think it's the conversation of, I don't have all the answers, but we do have a tribe and a community, right? That we can pick up the phone. We, we are in a, in a very unique industry where we all come together. And like you said in the very beginning, even before we started, it's like there's enough prosperity for all of us, mm -hmm. right? So there's enough prosperity for me. And when my clients are sick of me, they want somebody else. So I'm going to refer them to one of my colleagues that I know that's going to take care of them like I would. Because they'll come back eventually, mm -hmm. right? When they're, then they're complete with that, then they'll come back to me. So I think it's being humble enough to say, I don't know. But what I do know is all these people that can help us. That's the power of networking, right? People want to try to build their business from home. <clears throat> you got to go out and meet people. You got to go out and leverage who you are and leverage. I've got to leverage who you are and what do you know? My sweet spot is not businesses on, you know, you're trying to get to 100 grand. That's your sweet spot. Awesome. I have another resource for him. Check out Ryan. Right? He might be the great first step for you. Right? If you want to build a million dollar platform, come talk to me. You want to build a hundred thousand dollar platform? Go talk to Ryan. Right? And leverage that. Then come to me. Right? Once they're done with you, come to me. Vice versa. To go. But there's answers everywhere, and it's all juicy. Just be in radical action. Well, I love that radical action. Right? Because I'm I'm such a big believer, big advocate for coaching right i mean way before i ever started to become one myself i was investing what i didn't have right to me when i was at my lowest point fiscally right was when i finally decided to start investing in someone to pull my head on my ass for me right it's the only way i can say it like i couldn't see which way was up like i and i i had knocked coaching right it, prior to that when i was fiscally right more sound it's like oh this is I would never pay somebody to tell me what to do. I got this all figured out. Right. And then leveraging that into coaching, right? That's, I just keep hearing you say over and over again, the power of network, the power of tribe, the power of community, the power of leadership, the power, like, but that takes getting a little uncomfortable for some people, right? Like I'm, your pricing is your pricing, right? But like, you're going to have to pull out your credit card eventually. Like if you don't have some pain, if you don't have some sort of buy-in into the game, as I call it, you're not going to do shit. Like people just right. don't. That to me is why we give away so much free stuff. Like right. <laughs> you'll shave 10 years off someone's learning curve, mm -hmm. right? I know I will. I'll shave 10 years off your learning curve. Again, if you just do what I say. <laughs> and so that's the first thing I do, right? I've got two financial coaches, mm -hmm. right? I've got a fitness coach. I've got a personal development coach, AKA therapist. <laughs> I've got a business coach right now. I don't do, I don't use them all at the same time. Right. So, but I have that consistency in my life to go, who do I need right now? Right. What do I need to invest in right now? What do I not know that I'm going to sit at the feet of somebody that is 10 times farther than where I'm at and they have the reputation and the credibility and the integrity. 
So you want to make sure, because there's, there's a ton of people out there. You want to make sure if, if you're a person of integrity, I am, right? I don't want to manipulate people. I don't want to cajole people. I don't want to be sneaky. There's plenty of business out there. We don't need to do business that way. So who do I want to emulate, not imitate? So emulate is what are the best practices? What are the characteristics that I can glean from this person? What are the tools that I can put in place so that I'm shortening my learning curve so I can get there quicker, faster? Mm -hmm. It can take 10 years to get to 100 grand. Why? If you could take a year, right? If you could take a year, just follow what Ryan tells you to get there in a year. Mm -hmm. You know, if you want to do a seven-figure, eight-figure business, just take a year or suffer. Suffer. Suffer is optional. <laughs> Suffering is optional. <laughs> yes. And, and Susie, so as we look to the future and the things that you're building, yes. I'm always curious, what, what a year from now, when you're looking back at this past year and you're super excited, you've made the impact, you're whatever the next level of success, next rung in the ladder, what does that look like for you, right? I, I'm speaking to you next year at this time. Yes, yeah, so our goal is to impact a million small businesses, you know, and get them to a seven, eight figure business. Mm -hmm. So we want to do New York Times and make the book a New York Times bestseller. And if, if it hits that, it's, it's all about the lives that we've impacted, right? How many people actually picked up the book, bought the book, start a transformation because nothing happens until you take action, mm -hmm. right? Nothing happens until you, like you said, swipe that credit card. You know, Benjamin Franklin said, take the coins from your purse, invest them in your mind and your mind will fill your purse overflowing. And so it's one of my belief system is I'm a lifelong learner. You know, I don't have a formal education. Well, I have my PhD that's formal, but it's my public high school diploma. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I'm 100% stealing like an artist. I'm taking that from you and I'm going to use yeah. that in the future. That's brilliant. Right? Especially when you're in a room full of academia because they're like, I have this degree. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I have my PhD. You're right. Not that one, that's the <laughs> but my education is this, right? If I needed to learn something, I'd get on a podcast. I'd go to a class. Now, this is back in the day when we didn't have internet, right? We didn't have the accessibility that we do with online classes. I'd go to the bookstore and research right, to go, what do I need to learn to take my business or my life, right? Because look, I was a hot mess, <laughs> not even gonna lie. <laughs> I don't know if you could tell, but I might be a little dramatic. <laughs> no, no, you, not, I wouldn't say that at all. There's no way, that's, that's, no. that's, that's your story. That's in your mind, there's so no crazy. way. <laughs> I am crazy like a hurricane. <laughs> so I know I went off on a tangent, but my goal is to impact a million businesses, right? New York Times and Wall Street Journal you know, to really impact the lives of small businesses. It, it, it's not enough that only 1.7% of, of our businesses in our country today are hitting that million dollar, right? It's too easy. It's, it's, you just don't know what to do, right? You don't even know that you don't even know what to do, right? And it's truly suffering is optional to go get the roadmap, get your Brian's roadmap first, then get my roadmap so that you can build that business and build a legacy for your family. It's about a legacy play for me, for my children and my grandchildren and their children to go, I grew up in poverty. I grew up with nine brothers and sisters, right? My mom was a seamstress, my dad was in the military and then he, was, he worked in a shipyard. So we grew up in poverty and college wasn't talked about, education wasn't talked about. What was talked about was go get a job, go get a husband. I'm like, I can do it. <laughs> like, no. Let's get an education. <laughs> Let's figure out what you're gonna, what's your contribution to the world, and then go get a husband. Like, Hello, McFly. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it, Susie. So, if 
if you wanted everybody that's listening to remember you from one little juicy pearl, one one juicy nugget that there's, it's going to stick in their mind as they click on their link that's in the show notes to yeah. sign up and buy your new book that's coming out in May, and it's sticking to them, what is that thing? I want them to, I want us to own that wealth is our birthright. It's not for some of us, it's for all of us. We're in a country that we get to choose and we can do whatever it is we choose. And so if you do the work, if you study, if you find mentors that you resonate with, right? Wealth is your birthright. You don't have to stay in the situation that you're in, whatever situation you're in. I am a product of this. I'm a product of clearing my mindset, clearing my belief system. There's no agreement in the universe that I should be where I'm at. But I decided. I decided to do something different. I decided to take radical action. I decided to risk it all to get it all. I decided to take the coins from my purse and invest them in my mind. I decided that I was going to be the change that I wanted to, wanted to see in the world, right? I didn't wait for somebody to make it happen. I made it happen. So wealth is your birthright. It's yours. It's mine. It's for all of us. I love that. I love your energy. I love what you've done. I love what you shared. And I already know I'm going to love your book. Like you, you've held it up. It's green. It, it, I mean, green, it's money. How are your profits by Susie Carter with a D for dinero? Make sure you pick it up. I know as soon as we hang up this interview, I'm going to pre-order a copy, but I, I practice what I preach. That's the other thing, right? I'm going to, I'm going to go off a quick little tangent. Invest in people, right? Like Susie's a guest on, on the show. I'm sure you've picked up some information. You've picked up some nuggets from her. Shit, I have, right? And I do this for a living. I'm like, man, that's brilliant. Now I could be, I'll call it an asshole, right? I'm going to be a little crass. And I could hang up and say, Susie, do me a favor. Send me a copy of your book and I'll shout you out on social media and I'll flip through it. Or you do the right thing and you buy the damn book. Right. It's going to be the best 20 bucks that I ever spent. And I'm still going to shout it out online and do all the fancy stuff because that's what quality people do. Right. Quit looking for free shit. Right. Like at some point, Wealthy people stop looking for free stuff. Right. Like you understand well, you the know free not worth it, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. Usually in the closet somewhere to go, I don't want this, right? <laughs> no, absolutely not. Susie, thank you so much for being a guest on the show. I appreciate you. Thank you. I appreciate you. And I said it in the beginning, I appreciate what you're doing for our industry. We need more of you. Right, we need more of us to come together and network together and share the wisdom that we all have because there's plenty of it to go around. Thank you for your humility. Thank you for your humor. You're a rock star. I'm honored to be in your tribe and in your community and look forward to supporting you as well. Thank you so much. Have an amazing day. <laughs>